Okay, let's go now. Hi, everybody. This is Roy Avon, and I am very excited to have three amazing guests here to talk about uh, the amazing new album, Troika, which by now I'm sure you've seen all over the web, all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything online. Uh, I'm sure nobody nobody knows what it means. <laughs> we will get to that especially. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know these guys, but let's introduce them anyway. Ross Jennings, uh, Nick hey. DiVirgilio, and Neil Morse. We want to talk about the album. I want to talk about how uh, you know you guys came up with this cool concept and the songs and the, and the singles and everything. But I want to start first, Neil, with you because I think this kind of started with you, right? Uh, uh, initially writing some acoustic songs. You want to talk about how that came to be from from you getting started? Yeah, I, I just got inspired. Um, it was in October and November of 2020. Um, I was, uh, I think I wrote the first of, I think I wrote uh, What You Leave Behind in October. I was at visiting my daughter. She was just moving into, uh, her and her husband was moving into a place uh, in Colorado Springs. I have to add that because we're like, oh, he would feel left out. Like, oh, thank you that, (laughs) you know, I was there too. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I was just, I don't know, something about Colorado, you know, some of the acoustic guitar and harmony and. I don't know. I just started writing some stuff like that. And um, I've always wanted to make a record, you know, like like the early Crosby, Stills and Nash albums or those. Uh, there's a lot of really great three part harmony acoustic uh, bands. Yeah. You know, I was influenced by all of that stuff. Uh, all the three part harmony of the Beatles, all the three part harmony of Yes. We've always been singing together. I mean, that was one of the things I think we discovered in Spock's Nick, when we uh, first, you know, I, I knew you were a great drummer from that jam night thing, but when I found out about your voice, it changed the way I wrote, you know? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause you know, we would, we would hang out and just sing together and just for fun and like, oh yeah. Like I wrote June for the it, years before it came out. I just thought that it would be nice to have something to give people's ears a rest between the epics. Right. You know, that's my thinking then. But, uh, you know, I've always really liked that, that kind of approach. And, you know, I'm to a place in my life where I enjoy listening to mellower music, actually. And so I, I, I kind of threw it out there. I thought I started thinking about who would I like to make a record like this with. And that was, I guess, the beginning. Yeah. Well, Nick, then let's jump to you, because I guess... Uh, you you were the next in line to, to join this thing. Um, you know, talk about working again with Neil and and approaching it from this kind of uh, singer songwriter harmony thing that you guys have a long history with, and it it, it sure. seems to blend so naturally. It's really amazing. Well, guys, all the guys can sing their sing their keisters off, so that was very easy. It's an easy go to for there for sure. But like Neil was saying, back in the day, you know, we would uh, finish a Spock's concert <laughs> and then go on the tour bus and sing songs until like four in the morning. I don't know how we did it every night. Just partying. I mean, it was crazy, but we did it all the time. And I know Neil's background with his family and stuff and the brothers growing up, you guys sang a ton together. So he kind of definitely has a lot of that in his history. And I love all that music as well. So um, singing together was uh, definitely an inspiration, but also the fact that I've been writing a lot more music 
in this stage of my life and, and just getting, I got really inspired once Neil sent me that first email or gave me the call you up for doing something like this. And then I went, well, yeah, sure. Cause I've just, it's just a, it's a great uh, exercise into seeing if you can make music like this. And so I got really inspired and wrote, um, you set my soul on fire pretty much immediately after he called, called and asked. So wow. uh, it was just a really kind of a fun, uh, very inspiring project to think about. So at that stage, did you know yet that you were going to call Ross? Did, were you trying to think of who the third person would be? How did Ross's name come up in this? And, and then, Ross, I want to hear from you about getting the, the email or phone call or however it went. Yeah, it was. I was trying to think of who would be a good other person. I thought a lot of people that would be, you know, have great voices would be great. I was, I don't know. I was just trying to think about also, you know, wanting it to be more like a meeting of artists rather than just, you know, getting uh, people to sing on songs that I wrote, you know, I, it, I wasn't really interested in that. And so, um, yeah, it was right around the time that I think, I don't know who was the mastermind behind the marketing of the, tra the Transatlantic album, uh, The Absolute Universe, but um, somebody had the idea to have us interview, have us be interviewed by other peers. Like, I, so I was interviewed by Ted Leonard. And then, uh, was that you? <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I thought that might have been you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're part of this thing, man. Because, um, you know, I met Ross many times and always enjoyed being around him and love his voice and everything. But what had me think about him uh, was that he interviewed Mike. Uh, right. It was Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He interviewed Mike yeah. for the. And I watched uh, watched a bit of that because it's always interesting to watch other people talk about making a record that you made with them because they always have a different perspective, you mm -hmm. know, of course. But that, made, that had me thinking about Ross, and then I shot out the email. It's the easiest audition I've ever had, honestly. <laughs> Just chat, chatting to Mike. <laughs> but right. um, I mean, I've, I imagine it was a massive leap of faith on your part, Neil, because I've, I'm not known for having done this style of music before. And I, you've only ever heard me in Haken, I imagine. I don't think you even knew that I played guitar. I'm, I'm not no, sure. No, I didn't. <laughs> or, no. or wrote songs like... The, the songs that we've written um you know in this vein uh so it was a it was a complete surprise to me to receive your email and, and want me to be involved um but obviously without hesitation i was, I was like yes of course i mean that you're, i've grown up singing along to spock spears uh music my whole right. you know my whole adult life really <laughs> so yeah to to jump at the opportunity of working with you guys was a was a no-brainer um, yeah, ironically, get... you were working on this solo record that was in line with some of this kind of stuff, which is, you know, the, they yeah, didn't the, know that was happening. It's uh, divine timing in a way, because, yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of the stuff I was writing, I think I, I confessed to you on our interviews on that record that I was starting out to make a kind of country record. And my whole solo album is littered with three-part harmonies. Um, so I had a lot of material bubbling um, in that style. So, yeah, it was really... Uh, really crazy how that's how you you know came to arrive at thinking of me because that's obviously what I was trying to put out into the into the universe yeah. at that point. Yeah. Uh, the thing that is obviously the main focus, I think, on the record when most people hear it, and, and from the singles that are out already, uh, are the the harmonies. They're they're really elaborate um, and they sound amazing. So the process of working on that, you've probably all seen the. Beatles documentary where you see Paul and John 
working out specific notes and they're sitting next to each other and they're, you know, trying to find the right notes to harmonize. How did you guys work that out without being in the same room? How does that, what's the process there in doing something so complicated? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, you just sort of experiment. Um, I think what's easy is that, um, Ross and I have a, a higher range of voice than Neil. And so at least for my songs, I was trying to see how we could combine the two where I didn't like in Spock's days, I always sang all the high parts. So it was nice to know that I didn't have to sing all that. And Ross could take that. We can blend it a certain way. So it was just, um, we kind of set stuff back and forth and, and, and wrote opinions, you know, on certain songs and on what we were going to try and do and just, and, and, sent stuff back and forth to see how it sounded and kind of just always landed on stuff rather easily as far as blends were concerned. Do you, you know, go into those saying, uh, bringing in your kind of musical technical knowledge, like, you know, Hey, you're going to take the fifth on, on these and you'll take, you know, you'll do the middle thirds or, you know, that kind of chord construction when you're doing these things, or it's more of just a, a, a feel when you're trying to find the notes. Well, since we were doing it remotely, we sent guide tracks around, you know, where we, I had only heard, um, you know, until we were way into, I've said this in many interviews, but, you know, I I didn't hear us all on one track till like, yeah, way later into (laughs) mid-May, mid-May or something like that. And we've been working on the record for months. Because uh, uh, Nick didn't do his vocals to the very end. It's all Nick's fault, actually. It's all my fault. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and by the way, you had all the high parts in uh, Spock's because you're the only person that could possibly sing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's, our, that's how it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so we sent guide tracks. And it's not like um, most of the time, with a couple of exceptions, um, the, these kinds of songs are not like particularly difficult to figure out what the harmonies are going to be you know they're pretty much following the chords you know what i mean it's root third and fifth mostly it's not like jazz or something you know we're not putting in uh nines and sixes or things like that generally usually you know so um you know i wanted it to be my my hope was that it was going to be you know pretty simple you know and not not overly crowded sonically, you know, and just kind of that nice, uh, if you listen to a lot of um, older records and things that I really like, like the early Crosby, Stills and Nash albums, there isn't that much stuff going on. You know, sometimes it's just their three voices and one acoustic guitar. And I really, I really like that. So I I think we were all kind of coming from the same place on these things. And it was very, I, from my perspective, this was a like a breeze of an album to make, you know, because yeah. uh, a lot of the stuff that you guys sent, I thought was just great. Like from the demos, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the demos are just, they're the right thing. And like, I, I dug that piano solo in Julia. So I was like, well, I mean, I could play a piano solo, but hey, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So a lot of the stuff was <laughs> like. Well, what 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 does this really need? I guess I'll just add some bass. Maybe I'll add a little bit of organ and sing, sing the low part, and we're ready to mix, man. It was it was great. <laughs> so, did each of you send in a few tracks that that maybe were like your your lead? You're the lead on that track, and then 
that person would would kind of sing it and you you work from there i mean is that ross is that when you sent your ideas is that how that that worked out i think where it started was we were going to submit maybe three or four tracks each and uh you know whittle it down to a about nine or ten tracks and i think we ended up keeping um a couple of extras of neil's because they just they you know they worked it worked out better that way um it, it fit the record you know um i think uh, for example there was a, a heavier tune that neil had written that we sort of added in a bit later because we wanted a bit more uh grind on the record um uh but yeah the we we submitted our sort of three four five tracks and um worked it out from there didn't we That's, uh, yeah what uh what other influences uh, you know we referred to crosby stills nash young a lot and that's definitely there but were there other influences that maybe you uh, drew into to the music uh nick well all kinds of stuff even from everything from james taylor to the beatles to uh you know a little bit of peter gabriel for me and um uh all kinds of things you know um i was definitely i was trying to think outside of the progressive rock box, you know, and just uh, listen to some different stuff, get inspired by just uh, some more mellower, you know, give your adjectives, simpler songs. And, uh, and then, yeah, again, got really inspired by that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that I think for all of you, knowing your backgrounds and all the, I mean, it's so much music between the three of you that you've done. It's it's just it's an incredible amount of of music between the three of you, um, but I think at the core it's always been that you could listen to it and figure out there's a song in there. You know, even with the long epic, there's a there's a chorus, there's a there, you know there's a verse. You could play it on a, in an acoustic. Spock's beard was definitely like that for me. Um, so, you know, maybe just removing. Th- the extraneous solos and and that kind of stuff that you you feel belongs in a progro record was that like you're saying that was a breath of fresh air we don't need to worry about that we can just focus on the melody and and keep it simple was that the fun of this we took out the fiddly bits yeah right <laughs> we i don't know was it there's some fiddly bits like, on the record though we have some good fiddly bits throughout this record here yeah there, there are a couple of prog smidges of prog i call them just yeah. kind of snuck in there but yeah. who coined that phrase we We've been saying fiddly bits, and the, do you do you guys say that also, Ross? <laughs> um, probably in a different way, but uh, oh, we'll take the fiddly bits. We'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll carry the flame for the fiddly bits. <laughs> I want to say like it was like, uh, oh gosh, his name's escaping me, and he's gonna be mad at me. Our 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 uh, British sound man in the early days of Spocks. Did we Rob. get that phrase from him? What's that? Rob Aubrey. Yeah, Rob. Rob Aubrey. Yes. Sorry, Rob. I thought maybe we got it from him, but we've been saying we've been saying fiddly bits for (laughs) ages. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice. You know, that's one thing, you know, when I do these master classes and things, when I talk to young guys that want to do prog, um, I always tell them, you know, hey, don't forget to have a song, too. You know, it's like um, most of all all of literally all of my favorite prog always has a chorus, you know, always has you know, things that you could sing along to and latch on to. And um, I think that's always something that's a, that's a good thing. And we have even more of that on this one. Yeah. Um, again, the, the album Troika comes out February 25th. What? What? What's the name of the album? <laughs> Can we talk about that? Is it Troika? Am I even saying it right? Yeah. Um, uh, where did that title come from? Let's talk about that. Jeff Bailey. 
Yeah, he Guilty. sent that to me as an idea with even a mock-up of our names and the thing. And we weren't going to use it, remember? Like, I, I sent it to the guys, and they're like, I don't even know what that I'd never means. heard the word before. I hadn't either. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, had to, I had to Google it, probably like everybody else. Right. right? Was that... Uh... <laughs> was the band name always going to be just your guys's name or or was there a talk about having a band name maybe calling the band troika was that or, or something to that effect i think that almost happened um yeah there was it was considered that troika would be the band name and i think i i particularly was pushing the agenda that we should be putting ourselves out as three songwriters you know individual songwriters and that was probably the best way to go whether that was right or wrong, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, as uh, as some people have pointed out, our name sounds like a legal firm now. Or right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... There you go. Well, let's talk about some of the songs. Uh, I want to focus on that a little bit. Uh, Ross, we'll start with you uh, and Julia, because I think that that was a, a, a bit that you you brought to the table. Yeah, that's right. Um, so um, obviously, pretty much as Nick said, as soon as we um so I got the invite from Neil I went straight to the to the writing table but I did have a few bits and pieces that were sort of unfinished or left over from my solo album writing so I think that was one of them and uh I I just went straight away and developed that that track and it's um sort of a two-part song and it's a it's mostly a ballad about um, a father-daughter relationship that has gone estranged and and then there's more of a sort of second half um, chant, sing along a ball kind of thing, uh, which I sort of put in there separately, um, sort of uh, retrospectively. But uh, yeah, it felt it seemed like it fitted, so I went went with that idea, <laughs> and everyone liked it. You guys liked it, so uh, hey, Ross, we developed Ross, that. But yes, I noticed that on your the demo that's on the special edition, it doesn't have the breakdown ending right dun, 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 dun. does it this it, or it just kind of goes into it or something or yeah so the, the original version i wrote didn't have the chorus that you're that you've heard now that's something that neil uh, worked on and we integrated later but, it but had my, yeah the breakdown ending right yeah the, the, ending? the breakdown ending does happen but it not not in the way it happens on the on the final version yeah it's sort okay. of it, it's um kind of blends into the original piece uh, but originally, somehow. on one of the versions that you sent, it had that breakdown ending, right? Possibly, but I think um, the way we developed that was uh, uh, you sent back a version where the drums kind of cut out and it and it goes into that as a sort of break as a turning point in the song, like a really obvious breakdown. So that that kind of that final version was uh, was all you. <laughs> oh really yeah, yeah, yeah i guess it was just but, in my mind i was hearkening back to for that just that you know where we stop and dun, 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 you know i thought i was hearkening back to what i remembered from one of your right. earlier, earlier versions yeah but it's it's similar wasn't. but I, I had a bridge part that kind of blended into it before and that was all oh so okay we, we we scrapped it because it was about eight minutes long um and it was probably leaning too too much towards the prog epic uh, side of things that we were trying to avoid, I guess. Um, so, and so, I got your email from I got an email from Neil saying, you know, we, it, I think it should be more of a concise kind of thing, and uh, 
let's let's focus on the song here and got a, got a really nice uh, sort of four or five minute version out of it so yeah, uh, well, it was, a, it was a cool I, collaboration. I thought. I'm I'm very <laughs> thankful that you allowed me to slice and dice your baby. I think it was for the best, uh, honestly. <laughs> and I'm I've learned over the years to be uh, quite open to have other musicians sort of um, have their say on things and be open to compromise and and that's I think that's the beauty of working together as a band because working remotely we get that sense that we're not in the room together. Um, it's a bit harder, you know, but yeah. at least we had that sort of collaboration in a sense. Yeah, so that was great. nice. That was nice. Great song and great video uh, that Christian did for that. Christian Rios. Yeah, he's, really a, nice. he's a super talented cat boy. I tell you, he really knows how to put these things together. Yeah. Yeah, Just yeah. by sending us sending random bits of us <laughs> singing in front of a wall. You know, right. he, he turns it into this. He's really figured that part stuff. out, man. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, boy, he's definitely. great at it. Yeah, yeah, but you took off. You took off on that tambourine, man. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> I just sent him a bunch of stuff, whether he used, I you know, use it or not use it, kind of stuff. And that end of that tune is so energetic, I couldn't help it. That was great, man. Awesome. <laughs> I'm like that too. Uh, you know, I've, I'll even just, you know, in here, like filming against the wall, you know, when it really starts going. Yeah. You know, you can't help but get a bit excited. Yes. Yes. Let's talk some more about a few more songs. Uh, Everything I Am, so album's opening track. Uh, Neil, why don't you take uh, the lead on that one? Yeah, well, uh, I came in here early one morning. Uh, it, you know, it was about my relationship with my wife. Um you know, she was, you know, uh, stressing and having a kind of a sad day about things. And, and sometimes I try to, you know, I try to distance myself from that. Well, that's just what she's going through, you know? And I realized that it really is a true thing. You know, something's wrong with my baby, something's wrong with me, you know? And so that's what the lyrics about. And, you know, uh, that's, I guess the gist of it. I mean, the, the, bridge you know sometimes i get angry but it's not about you know the, it was just something we were going through and um yeah i i just kind of laid a quick uh kind of demo down about it and it seemed like you know uh it was it was working and uh sent it out to the guys and they were into it i mean basically we sent songs to each other and we voted on what we all thought were the best ones and um so yeah that's a great one. And it's actually a happy tune. It's, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's very uplifting and a great, great opener. I think it's, it's fantastic. You also have that opening where it sounds like you guys are just sort of getting, getting ramped up in the studio kind of, kind of thing with, you know, uh, well, you did that similar thing with flying colors with blue ocean, that yeah. kind of, that kind of approach. Yeah. Uh, makes it, makes it a bit more natural, which is cool uh and then uh, almost sounded like we were in the same room recording together it does you know yeah it's almost like we were there did that on purpose so it was yeah, exactly. kind of neat how it all worked out yeah <laughs> at the last uh, minute at the last minute i emailed uh jeff i think and i said hey man do you think that's kind of cheesy because everybody knows we weren't actually in the same room together right <laughs> all right then, okay everybody let's go right yeah, like i had to say that you know um but I don't know. It's, it seems to work. It seems to have a good feeling to it. And that's, that's all that really 
matters. I mean, I was really doing that uh, when I was laying down the acoustic track. So I would know when to kick in with the other things in the demo phase, but it just kind of stuck. Yeah, no, it totally works. Uh, Nick, uh, the single that, that uh, you take the lead on, uh, Set My Soul on Fire. Well, you said you alluded to it already that you wrote it almost immediately, but talk a little bit about, about that song. Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I've never been afraid to say that I'm a sucker for a good love song. I, I, I really dig music like that. And I was just trying to write a love song and practice my finger picking on guitar. I've been practicing a lot of that sort of uh, guitar playing lately. And um, again, I got inspired by the possibility of this project. And I came up with the, the initial riff that the song starts with on the guitar. And that just sort of set me off on the whole thing. And, you know, and then I just uh, tried to, you know, I, I tried to write a, a love song. And uh, once I got the vibe in my head about the guy singing on it and how it could build um, and uh, studying other songwriters and things like that, and how they write their tunes it just sort of kind of all fell into place and it was uh i really enjoyed that first riff i played it for like a long time without even veering off into other sections just to kind of get it in my fingers and it really started to soak in and uh the song just was born out of that brilliant yeah um in terms of tracking music musically for this record was it did you put down all the guitars and, and percussion and all that first and vocals are last or, or, you know, all the guide vocals maybe are first because it's so vocal driven. Just curious about that. What was the process like recording it? I think it was a bit uh, mixed. I seem to remember recording some vocals on, on some of the demos, maybe. Or um, at least we had the click tracks anyway, because I didn't think they deterred much from what the demos were saying. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, from on my part, I think a lot of stuff um, uh, instrumentally came after, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> at least I that's from memory anyway. Yeah, it was kind of like you know most of it was like at first, just uh, you know clicks and acoustic guitar and vocal and maybe a guide piano or something like that, and it was growing, with the exception of secondhand sons. You know, uh, Ross mentioned that I. I uh, I felt like at the beginning, before it was mixed, this album seemed like it was uh, maybe needed a rocker, needed an up number. But I think uh, in now that I listen to it, but you know, because a lot of things turned out a lot more rocking. You know, sometimes you don't know until mm -hmm. it gets mixed and they bring the all the stuff out in your right. face. You know, uh, for example, the you know the middle the middle section of. Uh, your tune, Ross. And I know how, but I don't know mm -hmm. why. You know, the, you know, it's like I'm not, that's a rocking thing. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I don't know if ultimately we really needed secondhand sons, really, but there it was. But on that one, I, I think I played scratch drums on it to kind of because sometimes you need something a little more if it's a really rocking tune, you know, to kind of put it to get the feel of it. To even do the overdubs, you know, you need drums sometimes. But yeah, but that was the way it was most of the time. Uh, the new album, the uh, Virgilio Morrison Jennings uh, Troika, comes out February 25th. Uh, some singles out for you to check out on YouTube and socials and everywhere else. Uh, guys, I mean, is this something we think there might be another album uh, somewhere down the line or, or any, any ideas about that? I hope so. 
<laughs> so too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how it's received. Um, you know, when the album finally drops in full. Um, well, I wonder if, if people were expecting the three of you together would just do one 60 minute long song or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, they're going to love this. I'm sure of it. By the way, I think it was... it's just cool because it shows another side of everybody. You know, Absolutely. they know that they know what we've done and all the bands we've been in and our, our solo music and stuff. And it's just an, I think it's a nice deviation of from that. But I also think it still has a lot of that flavor all throughout the record. I think it's a very sort of, it's, it's got that muso feel um, through all of these tunes, even though they're simple and, and sort of regular songs, you know, I think it's still, it has that, that's seeped into our bones naturally. Absolutely. New yeah. what saying? Oh, I just thought it was an amusing side note. Uh, how many, how many different, in my notes of who, the name of this group, didn't we go through every possible configuration of our three names? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. There was, well, what about Jennings, Morrison, D. D Virgilio? Well, how does that line up with, we were originally calling it Trio, right? We, we, we didn't want to do Trika. So we were trying to do that thing. And uh, yeah, we tried every possible version. But uh, anyway, so every time, <laughs> every time they say our three names, I mean, I want to mix it up and say, oh, do you mean Morse Jennings and D. Virgilio? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what's uh, in a name, right? Yeah, you, you, exactly. Well, we settled on on, on that one. Uh, again, guys, fantastic record. Always great to hear you guys singing and, and writing such awesome tunes. So congratulations on it and good luck with it. Thank you. And, uh, you yeah, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Roy. Thanks very much. That was a great Thanks. idea you had about having – Ross hey, interview. Every every once in a while, I get one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thanks, guys. Can... Good to see you guys. Yeah, you, you too. too, man.